I don't mind a little white noise at nighttime to sleep or a little, you know, yeah. see. But apparently there's voices and there's things that make people calm. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Yeah, bud. I want to marry you right now. I mean, yeah, are you my cowboy? This is what I wear. This is what I wear when I'm out there working. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles, look at you. <laughs> yeah, so if you're just listening, this is me in my 98 degree. degree uh, I hear it's real hot in Texas, baby. It's real hot in Texas. You got to wear these wicker cowboy hats. <laughs> you got to wear your little bandana over here. So you can put it on, especially when you're... Uh, I'm putting down all this wood chips on this road, and uh... <laughs> I'm telling you what, you peeps, if you don't, if you're not on Patreon for this, you're absolute idiots. Because yeah. looking at Rossi the way you look right now, man, I'll tell you what. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? This is Staten Island. The way you look right now, woo, woo. So let's speaking of the way you look, you uh, you missed a week. Sorry, little brother. Yeah, no, it's okay. You left me by my lonesome, but uh, it worked out, I think. And it was super impromptu and you really pushed it to the last minute. And the reason (laughs) being, and now we're going to, because there's multiple things we need to talk about. We're only going to talk about this fucking green sleeve episode for maybe 15 minutes. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, and and that's fine because the episode drove me nuts. But let's, so you, your teeth, something happened with your teeth in the film that you did. So yeah. how did what happened that you were in the hospital hooked up to an IV? Yeah, I'm just going to make this as short as I possibly can. Georgia, first of all, let's just there you go. Look, look guys, uh huh, nice. Um, lisp and all, missing two teeth and all. Basically, I was in Georgia filming that big movie with Tom Shulman and Lily Simmons, and I lost a tooth from an olive pit. Uh, they put a fake tooth back onto the original tooth with the cap that came flying out. So they did that for the seven weeks so I could film the movie, kept the gap beside it where the fake tooth was attached to. Had that for seven weeks. Fine. Get to L.A. I'm not going to throw anyone out of the bus, but that's where the trouble really started. My dentist in L.A. decided that there was enough tooth to your keep. Former, your former dentist. Well, yeah, like as my producers are all saying, they're, they're ready to send flowers to his funeral. So, yeah, anyway, poor. Anyway, my poor dentist, he, he made him, whatever. He tried to put a new cap on the tooth that probably should have been extracted. At that now, moment. were you I'm feeling thinking. any pain at that? No, none, no, none. Mm-mm. Put the new cap on, put the fake tooth beside it. Here we go. He says it's going to last a year. I go, yay, yay. I'm in LA. As you know, I filmed a little Mayans. We'll get into that if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna it's get into that. It's your show. I'm just riding behind you. Anyway, brother, I uh, finished the filming, got on a plane to see my mom to Saskatoon, where I did a podcast with you on the Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Day before, pain started underneath, underneath, pain, pain. Sunday, doing the podcast with you, us ch- chipping it out, did all right. Next day, no, dentist right away. All my peeps get me into a couple of really great dentists in Saskatoon. Started, started uh, antibiotics right away on Monday night. Tuesday morning. Root canal, big root canal. Made a big mistake. Probably you shouldn't had, have you filled had two it. teeth, but it was only one that was the problem. I've only, only, I, I've always had a fake tooth since grade seven that was attached to the cap. So that fake tooth, it doesn't matter. There's no hole there. That's been, it's always just been a that's fake That's been tooth. handled. That's been handled. Yeah. 
because it's been attached to the cap that was on my one and left. You just wheel. happened to have broken the tooth that was attached to that cap. Yeah. Yeah. So they both went flying. So anyway, I'm in Saskatoon, Tuesday, root canal. They shouldn't have filled in the root canal. They should have let all the pus and the shit just come up, but they, they filled it in. So now I'm starting to turn into the elephant man. By Thursday, I'm going back to the dentist to get it lanced, cut open, more needles, more x-rays, more things under your tongue, ripping my tongue open. What's a lot the pain, of pain level at this point? Pain level is really bad. I mean, I don't want to be a baby, but fuck off. It was really bad. Yeah. Thursday, lance job. Cut, cut, more pus, more pus. Not good. Saturday, even worse. I had to go to the hospital to pull the tooth out. Get that tooth right out of my mouth. Let's let all the release happen. Lots of antibiotics. By Monday, I'm now in so much pain. That's been a week now. They said, no more fucking around. Get to the hospital. Tuesday, Wednesday, I had IV, major, major antibiotics. And finally, Tuesday night at about 8 o'clock, all this stuff came. it, it, It burst the volcano. And I've been pain-free since. I'm missing two teeth. We're going to get them fixed over the next three Let months. Let me see. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Are you fucking joking right now? So I'm leaving Friday for Toronto to do a little comedy, Theo. Yeah. Um, which you you are, you know, privy best to. comedian I've ever fucking worked with. So yeah. I'm pretty fucking funny myself. But funny, I'm especially with no teeth. Especially no teeth. And when they heard that I got no teeth, I'm, I got a list playing this army surplus store guy. They all fell on the ground. <laughs> oh, those I'm Canadians. doing that. That's my Canadian laugh. Yeah, that's a good one. It's definitely Toronto. And uh, so now that all happens. You missed the show. You're back now. Everybody's happy. I listen to you, by the way. I don't watch these shows. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you did a great job. You're, you're much better by yourself than with me. Super know? melodic. It's very, it's melodic, very different show. It's not a very chaotic. different show. People loved yeah. it, though. They love your stories. Who doesn't? I was really on. I didn't know what was happening. And I think <laughs> I was trying to whisper. I always feel like people are listening. I'm a little paranoid. I'm like, even though I'm alone on all these acres, I'm like, is someone listening? Someone so I always, yeah, let me just talk a little lower. They call that stuff. There's a, I think someone wrote something. I guess there's these things people listen to on YouTube called, have you ever heard of ASMR? I might be saying it wrong. No. No, it's like sound therapy. So I looked it up. I, I'm probably saying it wrong and I'm sure people will correct me, but apparently people like go on to just listen to people like sip tea or like eat and you hear the sounds of like people eating pickles or something and it's soothing to them. Not for me. <laughs> not for me. I'm not, I'm not joining that app at all. I don't mind a little white noise at nighttime to sleep or a little, you know, yeah, see. But apparently there's voices and there's things that make people calm. <clears throat> you with your no teeth is not. <laughs> <clears throat> How's that do? How'd that do you? That was it. I felt very you, calm. You sleep that. on that? <laughs> but let's talk about probably the, the thing that I'm the most fascinated by at this moment. You they released it. So it's not even spoilers anymore. Cause you're in the fucking previews. You're going to be doing the Mayans. You're coming back as TIG trader. I'm not going to say too much, but what I'm going to let you say what you need to say. I don't care what you do on the show. I don't care if you're in fucking 30 episodes, one minute or four, it, none of it means anything to me. Right. What I'm more fascinated by is after eight years you fucking put back on the cut. 
you put back on the clothes and you had people calling you TIG that weren't in an airport or in the grocery store. It was actually real. And I'm fucking fascinated by the mindset of that because I think I might have had a moment, even though Juice is dead and will never appear anywhere. If I had to do that again, I think I would have a moment of what's going on in the world. Tell me about it. Yeah, you would. You, you, if, if you shaved your head and you put those tats on and you put that cut back on and you had those boots on that we wore, for, I mean, you, you, would, you would go back to where we were. They came to me with an offer I couldn't refuse. They came to me with something that I said in writing that they had to, you know, it had to be good writing. Like I, I'm not, I'm not interested in the can't, you know, I needed something to dig into. They, they did that for sure. So I'll, I can't say much about any of it, but I will say that when I went for my fitting, of course, only Tara, my long, long lost gone dog. Now best dog in the world. Tara, she, she yeah, died in the last year of sons. She, she's the only one who knew where my cut was when I kept the cut. She, she and I only knew where it was. Diana's never seen it. So for me to pull it out and my knife and my belt and my rings and my dawn and my fawn bangles, and my necklace, I'll tell you, bro. So I had the costume fitting with some new jeans, a couple of new things. It is, you know, four or five years later, whatever it is. And then it all happened. It was all on secret silence. Couldn't say anything. You all get fired. You'll get sued. People on set were looking at me. Can't say anything. Costume fitting. You know, some of the boys still work there. Obviously, they all know you. They all send their love to you. They just can't believe that our podcast is so big and so exciting and so fun mm-hmm. to do. But when I saw Emilio, and I could talk about Emilio because they showed a little trailer of he and I way earlier than I thought they were going to. Yeah. FX kind of panicked and realized they really wanted to pop me. Well, I mean, listen, let's keep it real. It's really good for the show, right? Now, people who might have been casual or people who were sons people, even the people I just saw at the Comic-Con that I was at in St. Louis are like, oh, I started watching now. So so it was smart of them to do that. It was really smart, but they really got me for like it was six o'clock at night. All my managers are calling in a huff going Tonight, FX is releasing a little clip and they think it's really unfair that I don't get to announce it first. So mm. would you please announce this? Here's a photo. Say what you want. Don't say my, you know. And I did. And I mean, Theo, when you and I joined Twitter, you know, those click, 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 yeah. click, 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 click. I put something out, a couple of little photos, a couple little things. I I couldn't stop. It, it, the, the revolving wheel, the, how it got out was pretty, pretty crazy. So here I am seeing Emilio to do a scene and we're all getting like hugs. I can't believe it. And I'm pulling up my bike and they don't ride as much. I, I've, I've heard on that show as we did. We yeah. wrote, we wrote a lot more than they yeah, did. Yeah, so. yeah. It was our, it was our life. Yeah. To hear my big, no, I mean, even in the show. Oh yeah. I don't know how many of the I mean, boys it was our life on bike. and off. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were also different time, different, different time, different writing, show. all that. Right. So when my bike pulled up, everybody knew. In Southeast LA, that was Kim Coates coming to set because no one really rides there. So Emilio, we walk, we think, we get a little dolled up. I walk into his trailer to do some lines and uh, do some lines to run live. To run, to run the 80s. Live. This yeah. ain't the 80s. In the, the, the 80s. <laughs> and uh, he freaked out. He freaked out. He said, it's TIG, you TIG, you TIG, it's TIG. And to, to, to do what I did and what, I was, I, what they gave me to do, 
I can't wait for people to see. I'm so glad he was there. So there's like a connection to the old show. So it was like you got to have like an anchor in Emilio, in Alvarez. Yeah. And like, did you, I mean, obviously we saw pictures of you from the trailer. Did you like have this moment where you're like, life is like fucking full circle, right? Where you're like looking at it or is it just that I'm filled up with mushrooms right now? Did you like have a moment where you were like, this is fucking wild? I it it the the writing for me is so good, it it, it I, I slid into Tig so easily. My hair was long. I I had longer shit going on before my tooth pain. I had nothing to prepare for other than to remember the feeling of my bad stance mm-hmm. with me standing there with my hand on my knife all the time. It all came back to me just so natural. The way I smoked, Mila and I smoke in a scene. We don't stop fu- flicking it. I mean. And you know, shit is about to go down hard on that show. I don't watch the show. I don't watch anything. But all the boys who came up to me and welcomed me and were so happy to see me, the stars of the show, were going, I mean, no one knows about next season, if there is a next season. No one even really knows. Uh, no, I mean, they're canceling everything now. But if they, if they do, it's, it's going to be a very heavy, heavy finale i have a feeling so can i ask and and maybe a spoiler ask but it's not spoiler i guess because it's just a nod to it do you reference like at all in the tig character like your former life and club and people like do you no no. Hmm. but i'm but i'm gonna stop there and say what i do reference is fucking amazing okay it's all i can say yeah, I'm like all, all I, all I got to say is all the shit that I filmed. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. Don't, don't say anything. To. Listen, I don't watch the show and I I I've, I have watched a few episodes. It's not. And again, this is not a criticism. I don't watch anything. Um, so, again, I'm like you, me and you don't watch fucking anything on television. I do watch a shit ton of kids movies. Um but that's because I have two little kids and I yeah, watch it all. Yeah, you want to do that. a fucking podcast on Disney Plus <laughs> streaming service? I'm your fucking guy. I got every movie down. I got yeah, I got yeah. six, seven, eight watches on Toy Story, each version, each one, two, three, four. So I'm in on Wreck-It Ralph and all that. But when it comes to regular TV shows, I'm not the guy, right? Now, that being said, I will be watching this fucking show. I well, I will it. say, and I will say this to you, and again, you and I have no idea about this shit, but this podcast that you wanted to do a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. for us to relive Sons of Anarchy and what that show meant to us when not even seeing two-thirds of the shows, yeah, everybody knows about it. Everybody's heard about it. Everybody's just so happy that we fucking did this. They don't even know how we found the time to do this. And I yeah, go, either do we. Huh? Either do we. I got to tell you, sometimes if I'm like, you know, maybe if I'm on the shit or too long or something and I'll go to like the YouTube page and I'll just look at like the clip, you know, the uh, thumbnail picture and I'll just like scan through and go, we look. If you look at like all the weeks (laughs) from like when we did the pilot to we. Yeah, man. You can tell what movie we were doing. You can (laughs) tell where we were like we're the background's never the same. It's always different. And it's so fucking weird, you know, especially as we as we rumble to the end here. And this is why I'm so excited. And 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 I think, you know, I never I don't ever look at anything ending. I look at like how great it was that we were able to do this. 
And again, yeah. we still have time, right? We're doing episode yeah, seven. Yeah. We have all these other episodes, and then we're going to have a bunch of guests on and stuff like that. But And we'll do some bonus and special episodes. Yeah. But that all being said, I, I, again, I do these Comic-Cons, you do these Comic-Cons, and people come up and they're like, yeah, listen to it and this and that. And it's like we were doing this because it was the fucking pandemic, and we didn't know. We hadn't seen the show. And now, I don't know. I, listen, I'm a big believer in whatever happens, happens. Like you, you, what, what's supposed to come to you comes to you, and what's supposed to miss you misses you. And this was, for some reason, whatever it is, this was supposed to come for both of us. 100%. Supposed to do this. All these, this amazing Sam fan was supposed to come together. 100%. People were supposed to kind of relive this show again in a different form. Not they're just regular watching again. They were supposed to listen to it with horrible Helga and fucking Salty Sal. And they were supposed to hear <laughs> exactly. us all. Exactly. And we, and look at how much our lives have changed like dramatically since. So it's, it really is special. And the fact it's mind blowing that we're doing this. And in the time of doing this, you went back and played Tick. Yeah. Fucking mind blowing. Mind blowing. So, I mean, you can't write something like that. So I no. just think I can't wait to see it. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll, if it pans out, we'll still be doing this when it airs. So we'll get to Oh, it. I can guarantee you. We'll be talking about whatever it is I did. Oh, I can't wait. On this show. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, green sleeves, which Katie. Number seven, Theo, of the season seven, seventh show, green sleeves. Lucky number seven. Why does everybody think seven so lucky? Is it just one of those things that it just I, happened? It's Vegas. It's all the right. Vegas. It's, it's Vegas. It's propaganda. Vegas. It's yeah, it's all, it's all lucky seven, lucky seven. All those slot machines, lucky seven, lucky seven. Yeah. Yeah. Where did it come from? I have no idea. I like two. When people ask me your favorite. I'm a three movie, guy. I say two. And I'm going to tell you why I say two, because two is better than one. <laughs> <laughs> and I say three because a threesome is better than a twosome. No, I'm kidding. That is true. Kidding. But yes, I agree. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a fact. Um, I mean, depending on egos and all that. But yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but the two but the seven thing has really like i think of seven people and i think if i was around seven seven's like a lot that's a lot of people too many to me it's about too four too many me i can't give my attention i'd lose focus can't do i it. mean let's face it when you me and mona hang out or you more me than and enough Tom hang out or you me and ron hang out that's yeah. perfect three's fucking perfect i think you're me right Booney, i think i gotta change my two, two to three Three, three is a good hang. You don't have to talk all the time. Yeah, I don't know. And then three works too, because if one person's kind of down or let's even say someone's got the shits and they got to run, yeah. like you're still Back left with to two. the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Four, not no good. Cause now we get into sides. <laughs> yeah. Sides. And, uh, are two people talking and then two people talking. Are we all talking a little yeah. too hard? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're with four people at dinner, two will start talking and the other two yeah. are left to talk and maybe they didn't want to talk. And they're like, oh, fuck. I thought I was going to be in that conversation with those two. And now I'm in this conversation. Yeah. Like that conversation is better. Should I just yeah. wait for that oh, one so we can jump in? Where I'm sitting. Why? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Four is no good. So it's three. Okay. I like three. I'll go with three. Alan Iverson. I'll go with three. That was his number. Um, so green sleeves. 
Um, this is another one of those episodes that I want to start by saying it's one of those, I call it the Jack smoking and moving episodes where he smokes and moves from scene to scene to scene. It's just him smoking and handling things. We've done so many of these that they get slightly repetitious. So you're almost longing for when that monotony is broken. Well, and I I need to interrupt you right there and say to you, this is exactly why something happened to me. Maybe I had that week off. Maybe I'm not in pain anymore, but there were moments of this fucking show that I fucking loved and none of them had anything to do with what you just talked about. No, The storyline of the juice character, the storyline of at the end, the storyline of you in prison, what's going to happen now? The cops, that shit was awesome. Awesome. And well, yeah. I'll, I'll point them out as we get there. So can we start, please? Yeah, please. Let's go. Let's on previously we on. greetings to do. Come on. Because you don't, yeah, you don't do the previously on, but I do because I I'm, I'm, I'm your lackey. I, I do this shit. For you. Yeah. So August is freaking out, uh, Mo McCray says. He's freaking out. Marx is freaking out. First thing, and they cut to me. And I thought that was so cool because Tig was listening. Marx is freaking out. Still that whole thing with Pope, the whole past with Pope and Marx and all that. And they did a really cool thing when they went from Mo going, August is freaking out right to Tig. And there was a moment of, oh, okay, we're still in that sort of Marx, Pope. Jackson's now lying to him. Now we, anyway, kind of a cool start. Um. And then we go right away to you. Yep. And I just want to know how long it took you to learn your line for that scene. Which one? I think you said, I'm sorry. I think. Let me tell you something. That was one of the most awkward scenes we've ever shot. We actually have a really famous picture from that. They did it at that JT. That was the first time we're seeing where JT crashed, apparently. Yeah. Which don't let me get into everybody's reactions to that fucking thing. Thank God for editing. Um, that's a whole nother fucking story. So bad. But I remember. I had who- to start to. Anyway, oh. let's get back to you. There you are. And I just want to say one thing. And then I'll let you tell about the whole scene. But you'll remember this because you remember all mm. this shit. Charles Barkley, Aka Paris Barkley, who directed this episode. Yeah. He and Kurt were attached at the hip mm-hmm. for everything. The next six shows, even though we knew people were going to die. We knew we didn't know when we didn't know how he knew. Charles Barkley knew that this would be our final photo op. Yeah. Of you, Bobby, and the rest of us. It's the last time we were all together. The very last time ever. And he decided, you remember this, take an iconic shot with you and Charles. In character. In character. Yeah. Leaning against that fucking wall. With that JT, they put the paint on and took it off the same no, I'm day. At, I'm at the end looking like completely disconnected from everyone. Yeah, you're complete because you're still in, in character. And and it's an iconic photo, bro. It's everywhere. It is. I'll, I'm going to post it. I'm going to find it and post it because we're under the JT thing. It was the, it was the last photo we all took together. Yeah. We were in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I remember for me being super distant from everyone but you and like, you know, obviously, you know, me and. Tommy were always like, whatever, but just super distant. Like, I'm just going to keep to myself and I'm just going to do my thing. And this is now we were getting into like, 
a lot of things were kicking in, I think, for everyone at this moment. The show was ending. We were leaving. We were all starting to get adjusted that at any week, one of us could be gone because remember, Bobby, we're going to talk about what happens with Bobby and this. He he was now well aware of what was going on. He was so miserable shooting this show. I'm going to get into it. There's one scene with me and Quinn and him. Yeah, he's so miserable. He's so miserable. And I think that sometimes misery comes from fear and being upset. And the fear usually is that I'm not going to be with the guys. I'm not going to be there for sure. ending. And I think a lot of it, what people have to understand at this point, it's not about money. It's not about screen time. It's nope. not about, it's not about feeling wronged. Nope. It's, it's feeling left out. Like I think the young Fuck kids yeah, say FOMO. This was FOMO fear of missing out that you were like, wait, if I get killed off in episode eight or nine then there's going to be like four more episodes and like well, they're going to have a whole nother world and parties and like hanging well, out and i'm not going to be there can, can you imagine being you and bobby two of the leads of the show who from this pretty much day episode on you're never seen with this ever again never ever never That's again very depressing to think yeah. about for all and, of it and i had a little uh i was in the minor leagues of this already so i had some training Bobby was with these no. guys at all times. All time. So when he's going to get ripped out, he was like, Whoa, <clears throat> you're gone. What? You're out. You're dead. Da- you're dying. You're out. Kind of like Obi's reaction to it, where it was like, what? And I, I, I can't, it's sometimes it's hard to verbalize it. What it was doing to your mind was more of like, but I want to be there with them. And people be like, no, but you can still come. And you're like, I'm not going to come to set if I'm not filming or getting paid or like, why would I be here? I know how it is when people are working, all those things that are happening when you're working are happening when you're working, like you're just as a crew. So I think that that really set in. So it made, I would never forget being on that open road and that wind blowing and being like, this is fucking over. This is over. And it's it your really face, over. You can see it in your face. Yeah. I was when fucked. You, when you point. split and rat and Montez are following you. Get some good riding. That was a good riding day for you. Well, at that point, I was. That's the best. That's the best. I. That was me at the top of my riding game. No, no, no doubt. You finally fucking learned how to ride a bike. Seven seasons. Yeah. Like that was. Like, I'll never be as good of a motorcycle. You're rider good. You're good that day. Really. That good. moment. Yeah. And that bike was a piece of shit. But I still had it. Never ran very well. But you fucking knew how to ride that fucking bike by then, man. You did. Yeah, I love that bike. The low rider. I still have it. Oh three Harley low rider. Um. Love okay. So we open on that road. Jack's hands him the cut. They, everyone turns their back. Then yep. they had to get on that thing, Juice looking at Chibs. Yep. Heads out with that van following. And then I just talk about everyone milking that touch of the memorial. Um, listen, don't give the kids sugar. Here's what happens. If you tell everybody, hey, JT's memorial, he's going to touch it and we're going to get moving. Don't give the kids sugar. You know who's first? Me. You know why? Let's go. Let's go. We got a show to do. JT's long gone. I fucking touched that and I get I fucking took off. I was more pissed off that you were out. Like we've been like it's not this is the first time these guys had seen. No, that. we go there once a year and we have a smoke and a fucking line of cocaine. Shut up. But for whatever reason, the audience needed to see us do it for the first time. Okay. But we milked it a bit, and then Bobby's crying all of a sudden. I don't know. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I mean, I crying for what? Like, yeah, he's been dead for like twenty years. What are we talking about? For a long time, (laughs) and you've been here before. 
Yeah, of course. Been at that site. <laughs> I'm fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so Gemma and Wendy with the kids. She's completely stressed. Um, tells her that they have juice, and here they are both, kind of living in that world of like the unknown. Like, yeah, Gemma's really giving it up to Wendy though. Um, everybody's a bit scared of the Jack's blowback, whatever that's going to be. So they're talking about you. They're talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Fucking Abel's got issues, and Gemma's going, "Oh, he'll be fine." I yeah, and we're oh, and we're gonna get to those. We'll get to that. I'll find later. that fucking kid's not gonna be fucking basket case. That kid at this point. Um, and then now we're kind of tracking with Juice, where he shoots at everyone at the bike, shoots at the cops. Yes, which I remember this, this. I loved because this is what we did sometimes so well on Suns is we didn't give it all away. You found out like there we are. We could have showed. Jack's going, okay, you're going to prison. Yeah. This is your penance. This nope. is what's going to happen to you. No, none of it. So no one's really knowing what the fuck is going on. Juice got his cut back. He's been ostracized from the club. We know that. He's honest. He, he, maybe he's going to go fucking ride to Mexico now. We don't really know. But we know really quickly in this scene with the, with the blowing up the cop's tires and, oh, that's what's happening. And we still don't even know. We, we don't even know why he's doing that. No, like, no, so why, no which I love. But then what's also what I love, too, is remember the last time we saw Juice, he was getting marched out of the Mayans clubhouse. You think he's getting marched to his death. Correct. So when he hands him his cut, which is like this sacred thing in the beginning, you're thinking, why is he giving him his cut back? Correct. And he's giving it him back because he has to do something. And that, which we'll come to find out, is how great is it to let the audience do the work? Thank you. Oh, no, thank well, you. Instead of smarter than that, you guys are smarter than that. Let them fucking do the work. Let them figure it out as it happens in front of you. I love that. And let them be on the edge a little. So, okay, now we go to the porn studio with Unser. And this is another really important thing, not just because she's a Saskatoon native, is um, he tells her about, tells Jax about Eggly. And basically. First of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the Jewish porn shot. The, the biggest bagels in the background. I mean, that's always just fun for a little exactly. background action. Unser was enjoying that. Yeah, here we are talking about Eggly. And again, Theo, I'm not going to go salty sal or please do horrible Eggly. He- 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 my fucking mouth is still all fucked. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to blow out another tooth. I can't blow out another tooth. But I'm telling you, the scene the scene was going along really well until Unser comes. She just wants Charming to remain whole. Oh, I fuck took, me. I took, I, I didn't took even that. hear it. Thank God. I, I was it. focused on the fact that they were in high school together. I, I threw it against the wall, the TV room. I fucking threw it. God damn it. I said, please don't wreck my day like that. You lazy. Eggly never said that. That's bullshit. She never said that. Charming stays whole. Yeah. They went to high school together. Great, great, great. Fuck off. They never, she never said those words. If Eggly did say something, she never said the word whole. No, nope. and if Tig would have been there, I would have strangled him. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Please stop don't. saying that word. Stop saying that word is banned everywhere. <laughs> no hole. That's gonna be <laughs> no hole. No hole with the W. Yeah, no. O L E. No hole. Are we whole? Shut up. Shut up. Okay, so. 
Um, he gives, you know, tells her about Eggly, and now we get Juice on the run, and he gets caught. The CHP's got Juice. Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah, I remember that again. That I, I know, I, I know, I've seen this show. This is one that I did see way back in the day. And am I crazy, or was there a moment in Juice's head there where you were going to go rogue and yeah. put your gun out yeah. and start shooting people? Yeah. So that that was and a big that was a big was moment. that was that in there? Yeah. No, it's your fucking was so subtly, beautifully leathered in by you. That's true, right? They did not want me. So I kept saying to Charles Barkley, to Paris, I kept saying, I think that if he, regardless of what the plan was, see, now we were getting to a weird point in story. This was, we were getting to a weird point as actors on the show. They weren't telling you anything. Nothing. Right. So we were getting to this weird nothing where it was like, you just got to trust us. And I was like, remember that? Just trust us on this. Just trust us. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't understand the way acting works like i need to know like whatever jacks told him i need to know and they were like mm. and i was like no 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 you don't have to understand intention wise i need to know so i know how to act because i would as juice i would know what jack said do you understand yeah this isn't about secrecy of i don't give a fuck i need to know as the character and they wouldn't really tell me so I said, okay, how about this? Whatever he said to me, I would still be in that place where I don't think I need to live anymore. So I'm going to play it as, let me see how far I can push these. Cops. So good. It was so good. So subtle. Real yeah. nice job, bro. And I'll just remember, I remember on that day, the cop um, who came up to me, he just really wanted to get like super rough. And I was like, do what you got to do, man. And I was, you know, so he was like ready to like throw me down on the floor. And like the first take we did, he like winged me off the bike. And they were like, no, no, no. We really just want the shot of him with his hands and we're going to cut there. But they were like trying to like beat me down or something. I don't know. I didn't care. So, okay. So we do that. He, uh, little rough Tig, housing. Little Tig rough gets housing. the call. Tig gets the call. We see that Tig's, you know, uh, in the show and on the, and on the, and on the thing ready to go. Yeah. Um, and now Jax lays out the plan. Apparently, so we're at a new clubhouse. What happened here? Did I miss something? <clears throat> no, no. It, we, we're still at um, Red Red Woody, but we've taken the table now oh, from okay. the scoops and poops and put yeah. on the table. So we're in the back room of the Red Woody place. That's where the meetings go. But now we have the table. We've taken the table from poops and scoops. All but right, that wasn't in a scene. We just it's just magically there. Now it's just magically there. Okay. Like we're supposed to just be like, oh, the table's here. Right. We've taken the table from poops and scoops from that whole time with Venus and the whole thing that those poops got blown up. Got blown up. So we brought the table. The table never dies, right? Copy. I I didn't I I didn't know if I missed something. No worries. You've been on the road. You've been on Theo Island. You how would you know any of this shit? No. So lots of deep voice whispering. Um okay, but I gotta say that when Jax goes, this vengeance was personal. He finally says it, Theo. He finally says it. We know it. As viewers, we know it. But he finally says it to all the boys as if we didn't know it. This vengeance was personal. Mm. It's got to stop. I'm sorry. I don't know what, what, what you guys think about me. And, of course, it ends with Chibs going, we all love you, Jackie boy. Yeah, a lot of gratitude from Jackson. Love for the yeah. crew. 
And he's doing that. And that's cool. But to me, it also felt like um, long scene. It's a long scene. Yeah. But it also not like crocodile tears, but it's almost like, yeah, okay, you should be. You're the one who caused all these problems. Yeah, no, that's right. But okay. Um, So now Unser updates the crew on Juice's situation. Yeah. And he thinks something's up because of the way they kind of react of like, oh, like not not good acting as characters acting. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like they they were just like, yeah. Well, did you see the way I walked away? You probably didn't notice this. I did. But when of I, I, I like I've every already, single person reaction. I I'm the only one who is still. What did I write down? Mo- almost Tink, like mourning the the fact Tink, that the club's falling. Tink apart. doesn't look happy about it. I felt for Juice. I really did. Yeah. I didn't know everything that had gone down with Juice, but I knew. It probably wasn't the kid's fault. Yep. That's how I played the end of Juice Ortiz the entire fucking time since you were ostracized from the club. Yeah. And that was my choice. And no one told me it was wrong. No one told me it was right. But they loved what I did because they kept cutting to me at certain times. Yep. And I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Some people were just ambivalent. Obviously, Chibs was very angry. Jax right. was very stoic. Right. And yours was more like you had so much emotion in, and that came from when you first walked into the Mayans thing. Right. right. And anytime someone would talk about it and to me, and I'm not saying it because you're on it, I can't say what's the right or wrong emotion. Chibs obviously had his and, and, right. and I think, but it, you got to make a choice, right? You, you got to do something. You can't just sit there. Like, can't do nothing. You, know, you got to do something. You can't do nothing. Right. Because this is someone has been there. Make a choice. Yeah. Okay. So now we got Chucky on the scooter pulling into TM. <laughs> The credits are still rolling, so you know it's a fucking long show. Um, and you see, I love, Jenna, how, I love how he brings her contraband smokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, she can't even go out and buy her own cigarettes now. She's yeah. gonna watch or something. So he tosses down a little contraband fucking cigarettes. And he tries to get Gemma to talk to him. This was, you know, a good moment where they were just trying yeah. to give, you know, Chucky some love. Yeah. Um, Nero pulls up. Okay, how much do we love his '63 Chevy Impala? Oh, we love it. Anytime he pulls it up. But you know what it made me realize at that moment with Nero? Mm. Sons did this really well. Think about this. Nero's killed a lot of people. He has. But yet we kind of really like him. We do. I had my first moment where when he was kind of like, I want out, you know, I'm going to buy this. And like we we humanize him. Like we really root for him. But it was the first moment where I was like, wait a second, this guy killed a lot of people. Yeah. But we seem to look past it so much with yeah. the show. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We seem to like people that are doing the anti-hero thing, right? They're doing all these bad things. But Nero's not innocent by no means. So I think that's really interesting that we root for. So he tells her he wants her to come to the ranch. She doesn't want to leave. Um, it's a great scene for Jimmy. Well, it's, it's such a great scene because first of all, we start talking about juice. There's always mm-hmm. a lot of juice chatter going on right now, which I love. And then he starts talking about getting back to his crew. And then he talks about wanting to sell. Then he talks about going to the farm. Then he talks about how much love he has for her. A and lot. if you watch this scene, Theo, the, the writing for Nero was so perfectly pitched. And where he needed to go, if you're that good of an actor, to go where he went. So true. And, and it was amazing. And for Gemma, 
who sometimes, you know, we know how amazing yeah. Katie is. There's no, there's yeah. no getting around it. She, no one could do fucking Gemma like Katie did in the world. But for me, she had some really hard crying type scenes that, that were sometimes hard to get to, maybe from the writing, maybe for whatever. But this one she nailed. She nailed it right out of the park. Do you know why? Because Nero did most of the talking and the emotion. And if you're listening, and you know this better than anybody, you can't act if you're not listening. If you if you listen, then you won't be acting. You're just going to be responding. That's right. She just responded. And before she knew it, I think Katie got shocked by, there was real fucking tears. Uh-huh. There was real. And she's wiping them off like this. And Unser's coming in the background. And the way they edited it, it was just so... Lovely. And in, and again, there's, brr, brr, eh, eh, there's car shit going on. It's a real scene in a real fucking telemoral back, back lot, which we're never in anymore. Last season, it was so exciting to go back to the, yeah, the bike. to hear it all. Hot to hear it all. But you just really hit it on the head. And I felt this way in my own career. <clears throat> and I felt this way in my own life. Forget acting. If you listen. Oh, God. Yeah. Everything happens. Like if you just fucking listen and I could tell now I'm at this point now where when I'm talking to people and I watch their eyes, I can see like their eyes, if they're even paying attention to me, because even if they're looking at me, their eyes are like flickering, their eyes are like flickering and it means that they just want to talk. And I'm like, they're not even listening to me. And I think it's because I have young kids who I'm always saying, are you listening to me? You know, are you listening to a word I'm saying here? And, but in acting, you don't. I think what people don't understand as, and especially artists, young artists, especially is a scene won't be as hard. You won't be taking such a high leap if you listen. Yeah. Like, so if it's an emotional scene and you're listening, you'll get to the emotion faster. But if you're not listening now, it becomes like a pole vault jump. Like you can, you're like, it's going to be even harder to get there because you haven't been listening. It sounds so easy, but man, how many people don't listen when you're fucking acting? Yeah. yeah so it's, it separates the real actors from the wannabes. I'm telling you right now. All right. Great scene. Good. Right. And then they Uncle kiss. Rolls up. Uncle rolls up. Uncle Touchy. Here, here he comes. Telling Gemma Juice is in county. Um, Nero's a mess. He's at the end of his rope. And Unser comes up. So Nero, Nero's out. Unser comes yeah. up. And again, here's where I think he updates her on Juice. This is where I think she's fucking playing Unser again. She's playing well, his love for her. She is. And I wrote down, like, Unser's almost fed up now with the woman he secretly, desperately loves. Mm-hmm. And Gemma's playing with him, pleading, don't go. She's feeling alone, scared, sensing things are coming to an end. I really believe that the gig is almost up. I think she almost thinks the gig is almost up here. I, I could be completely wrong, but that's what I felt. Another big hug at the end, like a big hug between those two. And she knows know. it's going to get him. I think so. She knows any physical touch with Hunter is going to get. He's him. not going fucking anywhere. That's no right. way, man. Yeah. So now the boys pull up to the church. They tell that mom and son about Mark's um, that preacher's dad, uh, preacher's wife. They want they want cooperation. I'm a little confused here just because I guess I missed so much of this. Um, I, I missed so much of the storyline. So I was a little kind of in and out here of like, they need her to sign something and something's going on with Marks. This whole thing is a little murky to me. 
Um, yeah, there was a housing development that Marx needs, and they needed her signature because the church guy, the husband who's fucking around, he's dead now. We killed him. It's a big, complicated storyline that kind of we, we run over quickly. But we really need her on our side now. And Jax continues to lie and lie and lie. And then Happy says, we can show you a picture. I mean, again, attempted humor. DL, give him as many lines as you want. Every time he talks, I fucking love it. I yeah. can't get enough. I can't get enough of DL in this show now. Um, but and hard they to mention. Understand. They mentioned that pimp green sleeves during this. Yeah, that's right. They do. So we, the big thing that we need to, to take from this is we need to take marks down. Jax wants her to lie about the housing deal. They had, because they have her blackmailed. Why does he want to take marks down so bad? Because that's that's going to be the end thing for Jax. It's all going to be fine. If we we've now got the Mayans on our side, we've got uh, Tyler, or we've got the um, Niners. Mo, the Niners on our side. We've got even 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 the Chinese a little bit now because they're 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 in prison now. The Chinese are out of this thing. But now. why is he want Marx dead? What did Marx do to him? Uh, you don't remember. So either do I. You know, I I just. I just think that the two of them are going to kill each other if one doesn't kill each other the f- first. Like, but I thought they were working together and everything. Well, was they, 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 they were, but now they're not because Charlie wants to give it to the mines and the mines won't work with fucking the blacks. And yeah, but something fine. happened that we missed. Great. Let us know, Pete. What did we miss? Let us know. Because the truth is, I mean, originally he gave Marks the IRA deal. He gave yeah. him the gun deal. Like, so something went awry and I can't, it's something that maybe to do with Tara. I, I don't know. I don't know. But somewhere along the lines, it's like, we're going to get rid of Marx. And I personally missed it. And that means that I just either wasn't paying attention or it was complicated. It was very complicated. Okay. It was complicated for Charlie and me. It really was complicated back then for a lot of us. And so we decided to just get the scripts and deal with what was on the page, honestly. So now we get to this little comedy thing that we're doing with Gemma and being scared, right? Um, happy and uh, uh, rat. Uh, where they're like being scared of her mom. Like, so at the end of this, like really long, slightly confusing scene, we have this moment where they go, are you scared of my mom? Yeah. Everybody is. Uh, I want to give it up to Nero. I mean, not Nero. Uh, I want to give it up to rat because. So good. He's such a fucking good actor. He's so good. (laughs) Nico's great. And he played it so well. And then, and happy. So direct. So the two of them together are just Laurel and Hardy. Everyone is. Yeah, it just compliments it. Yeah. But I do, I say, even if it doesn't hit the mark every time, I do appreciate them trying so hard to insert any humor that this show used to have. Because it used to have like 40% humor, 60% drama, and now we're at like 90-10. Yeah. So I'll take whenever that 10 comes in. Yeah. You have one coming up later. I have one coming up. You have a you have a couple of things coming up uh, when Unser pulls up with a flatbed, but whatever. Let's not get there. So boys head to meet Nero. He gives them info, tells them about green sleeves. Basically, now we're also seeing that Nero, every decision he makes is really like, I want to get out. Yeah. Nero tells him about green sleeves. Nero's coming along. Okay, and again, another small little pop of juice in prison for me. Mm-hmm. I just love that shit, man. Great pullback shot. It's one of the most just, famous shots I've seen in juice. So pull. as it goes, it pulls back and he's just in that silhouette. That's all on a stage, obviously. Yeah. They built that prison. Um, yeah. 
So do you remember we built those extra stages and we had that makeshift lunchroom over there? I do. So remember, it was all like dark back there. So when you'd go into those prisons, it was like you couldn't even see like the couldn't people who were thing. working. Couldn't no. see anything. No. It's where Diosa, you, the Diosa was still there, but it was even behind that. No, behind that. Way back in the corner. Fuck the smell of those stages. I could remember it. Well, and, and it was so dark. I left my cut after lunch one day because I didn't even, couldn't even see what I was eating. And fucking DL came running out about 20 minutes later. Someone forgot their cut. Who would do that? Who would forget their cut? I went, I did. Oh, okay, Coach. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah, yeah. If there was anybody else, you would. Anyone else, I'll forget you. Yeah. So I remember I would go back there. I'd be in like one day. So you guys would all be working every day. Here I am feeling terrible. I'm living in, you know, Eagle Rock at the time because you guys are working day and night. And I'm coming in for one day. They would try their they would try their hardest to make it on the Friday. Yeah. So it would be like my only day would be like Friday, 3 a.m. But they didn't do that. I came in, I remember it was hot as hot as hell. You guys weren't there. And I just walked to the back and I remember going through that stage door and then like going through that black dubatine or whatever the car, you know, the the black, you know, uh, the blinds, the big blinds that they had. Yeah, to make it look like night. So I yeah. come in there and it was pitch black. And they'd be like, hey, he's here. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was just in it. And I'm like, okay, we shoot it. We do all those scenes in one day yeah. before or after lunch. You got usually end of day because you guys yeah. all get to go home early. And then I was done for the week. Yeah, done for the week. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the, anyway, again, it's a nice bit of storytelling. I used to love going back to the good old days, whether you were in prison or not. It was it was good old storytelling because the other storylines are getting a little complicated, a little full, a little, little tense. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. So Nero pulls up to find their guy. Oh yeah, um, Do we know I, this guy. Do we know this actor? Am yeah, I he's uh, he's married. It, maybe he's not anymore, but I'm going to say he was married to uh, an actress, Mira Savino. I think his name's Chris. I met him. Um, he's like a really nice guy. I had nothing. I didn't even meet him. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. Um, really good actor. Good. So here's what's interesting about uh, him and that. I fucking love when sons would film in the wild. Yeah. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Whenever we were out and there's like real population of people out there. Yeah. I got Where cops a- had to block off the streets and block off people. Right. Or- but you can't block off people in buildings. You can't block no. off people who are working. You can't no. block off. So everybody would just be like, you, you know, you're seeing Imagine this is season seven. You're seeing fucking Jax Teller drive down the street. You're like, fuck, like that's crazy. Right. So I love seeing them out there like that. Um, So um, confront the pimp. Chaos ensues. Um, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I didn't buy any of it. I didn't care. Um, Telling you the truth, but it is what it was. You need a little action. Great, great. And then I kind of found it kind of funny where we're going to make the, the guy's gone. He split uh, green sleeves escapes. And then we make a deal with the girl. Winsome, yeah. It was really good. She was really good in this. She's trying really to, good at it. Trying to teach her a better life. And I, I always go like, we spent eight minutes talking to a, a hooker. And we all should talk to hookers. I mean, there's this beautiful hookers. Especially for eight minutes. Yes. Especially for eight minutes. Yeah. But trying to teach her to have a better life. I don't know. I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't know. 
I'm taking my gum out for this one. A um, little bit of porn humor was thrown in. Yeah, listen, there was a lot going on in that scene. Here's the thing. I'm still to this day, probably more now than I was in 2008 to 2014, absolutely and utterly fascinated by the amount of time we took on certain things that had no relevance to the show at all. Like I would, I'm watching now as we're going into these episodes and I'm going, I'll look at my watch and be like, you just spent nine minutes on this. You could have did nine minutes with happy. You could have did nine minutes with. So, but again, I'm not, I don't, I'll never be a showrunner. I have no interest in being one. And I can imagine that things probably feel and sound better at the moment, but and also, I got I got to add to that and say that this was again a moment for Charlie's character to show the good side, to show the yeah. come come with us. We got a yeah. better life for you. We'll help yeah. you out. We're gonna put you up. Get off the street. You know what I mean? It's like another little sprinkling of goodness coming out of chat. Who cares? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Really? Like, really think about it. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? It's so true. Who All the right. fuck cares? Come on, okay. let's get on with it now. Yeah, come on. We got to go. So they offer green her sleeves with a knife, right? greens. Yeah, they go get green sleeves. And uh, long story Long out. Yeah, long story short, they throw him out a fucking window. And uh, there's our comedy for the day. He gets caught on glass. Yeah. Um. Tommy was humor at the end. Yeah. Little, little toss humor. Yeah. Another guy. Pretty funny. Pretty funny too. Like what Tommy's saying. He's got, he's really got some good timing there. Tommy's um, always got good timing. Yeah. Fuck me. It's great. Especially when he's fed up chips, fed up chips is the best chips. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> other part of crew rolls up on Pope's and breaks in, or I should say Mark's Mark's spot. Um, this oh, is partners. You. Yeah, this is you. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You ready? Yeah, please do. So, look. Oh, first of all, just before that, is a big 10-minute scene with Nero. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, totally. With the, with the oh, hooker. Go back to that. Front seat that. smoking. And Jack's telling Nero, he promises, and Nero repeats promises. A lot yeah. of promises going on here. And I don't Great. By him. the way, I was thinking when – I'm so, so glad we didn't – I would have skipped over that scene. Um, I love that he got that timing right. Where Jack yes. is like, I promise. And Nero's like, got, promise? Perfect. Perfect. Hey, Mono. Yeah, Mono. Mono. Yeah. How many yeah. times are you going to fucking promise here? Yeah. So Your promises again, don't mean shit, but good for you. Yeah, the through line of Nero at this point, and they've started the train moving as he wants out. Out. Farm. Gone. There's nothing anyone can say. He's no. he's leaving, right? To go right. to somewhere. Um a farm. Wants a farm wants with his farm. son, and he wants Gemma to join him. Sure, she. We'll let you know how that turns out, Pete. In about yeah, five, I don't feel like she'd now. be too well on the farm. But okay, um, they get green sleeves, throw them out the window. Okay, great. Uh, Nero wants out. He asks Jax. We go to promise, promise. Uh, okay, now you guys tell me. Okay, so here's what's going on here. Yeah, we need a photo to send to Tyler to give to Pope. We need a photo of the dead priest or minister, preacher. pastor, preacher, preacher, and he's sure. buried and he stinks. Okay, fine. Funny Quinn. line, bro. Huh? Funny line. With the yeah. But what I loved about this is, and you guys got to understand something here, Sam Pham. Mark Boone Jr. 
we don't have a show without Boone. There's just no, we don't have SOA without Boone. He had had it at this point. He'd had it with, he knows this is his last scene with any of us. He's been told he's going to get captured. He doesn't know what's going to happen, but he's been told that you're going to die now. And it, it just wasn't a fun day at work. And as an actor and as one of his best friends, you don't know if you should hug him yeah. or if you just stay away. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to stay away. So yeah. this scene was the first time that when we found out me, Boone and Quinn are walking into this place, there's no conversation going on. There's nothing happening. And I literally love that. I got to say, you know, when, when Quinn couldn't take the smell and I turned to, to Boone and I go amateur. <laughs> That's the only time Boone cracked a fucking smile all day. And remember, too, you got Paris directing, and right. Paris was technically the number two on this 1, show. Like, like, he might even been the one and a half, right? It's it was like one Kurt, and a half with him and, and Kurt, him. and then then our boy, you know. Yeah, so uh, if you're angry at someone, and let's say your anger is towards Kurt, which, you know, Boone might have been, uh, you know, I think that it's also going to come out in who's directing the episode. And I think, again... When I look at where people's anger comes from, I don't think it was anger. I think Boone was fearful. And what he was fearful of was the fact that he had given his life to this show. And he, was gonna, seven years he wasn't going to be able to stick the landing. It's right. like, you've given your life, you've flown the plane for us, and we'll see you on the other side. And it's like, but wait a second, am I not coming to the grand finale? And it's yeah. like, nope, but thanks for yeah. getting us here. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's the one. It's not season five. It's not even season six. It's right before the end. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. fuck. That in fact, is- a lot of people mentioned it to you in the comments of Greensleeves because of what's happening to you in prison and Bobby at the end. This is the beginning of the end. 100%. This is the beginning of the end of the club. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Sad, All sad right. when you think about it. Um, it's really sad. So, okay. Van backs at TM. The Van back at TM, they want Gemma to come. She thinks it's because they want her dead. And then Unser pulls up and kind of sees it all. Sure. Um, DL and Nico are so good in there. So Unser, good. Unser sees the three of them go. Yeah, and I, I would the- wonder if they're telling them, you know, hey, play it where it's kind of like, for lack of a better word, like spooky, like you don't know. Like I think everybody's kind of playing a different emotion there. It's like a threes company game of like yeah. overhearing something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're right. So, yeah. And I love that they did it where they're like, no, he just wants you there. You just yeah. got to come. And it's like, she's going to get, she, again, as an audience, she's going to die. That's what they're thinking. Well, and she thinks she's going to die. Right. It's a really they, good They, they, they do say it's a family thing. Don't they say that? They do. Yeah. So that's another reason why Gemma, it's the wrong family thing, but yeah. <laughs> thinks it's no, a family. No. Oh. It's one that this is really good writing. That through line is a very good writing moment for everyone. Um, Jackson Chibs meet with Tyler. Yeah. Tell him the plan. Um, Sure. Gemma grabs her gun. Yeah. Uh, It's right next to the baby. Like as she's pulling the gun out, it's like six inches from the baby's head. So that's uh, just shows you what's what's going on. Oh, now's the TIG amateur line. Yeah, now the TIG amateur. Yeah. So you're still there. That picture happens. And now we go back to Gemma's house and she's breaking down. And this is probably oh my God. one yeah, of this the is more important able, able. scenes. Yeah, this is probably one of the more important scenes. I'm very curious of how this plays out because I don't remember it at all. 
Oh yeah, um, this is where Abel is acting out, walks by. Yeah, she Gemma hears, starting he to hears her. break down, talking to Thomas. Oh, for fuck's sake, Rossi. This is where he hears everything. He hears it. Yep. Abel's at the door. Yep. I go, no, fuck. How old do you think he is? Six. Okay, because I got a son who's six. So I was trying to do that and trying five, to figure it out. Five, maybe. Five. If Kane heard me say something, he would remember it. Okay, so if he's six. Well, he was born in the first season. We're seven seasons in, so he's six. Right, but right. is the timeline seven years? No, you're right. No, it's been short dramatically. Right? Short. We went to prison for a while. Anyway, five or six for sure. Okay. So I have a four and a six-year-old, both about to be five and seven. And I would buy that if either either of them heard, overheard something in a doorway, they would remember. Like that. Especially my little one. He's like an elephant. He remembers everything. So love that kid. Yeah. I I mean both, but I know. Amazing. I'll show you something funny. Please. I'll let you talk and then well, no, because then you can't see it. <laughs> I'll show you. So my new one, my my uh my little one's into being a cowboy now. Like is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when I say being a cowboy, like like look at this motherfucker. I love- keep talking for a second. Show that one more time. This is them doing. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to show. But they're like, God, I love that stuff. Another best on. So come on, wait, it's fucking great. Come so, on. Okay. So he definitely hears it. He would definitely remember it. That's not off base. Now, no. I'm assuming this is all going to come back, right? I think so. I okay. Yeah, maybe you're asking the wrong people. Okay. <laughs> so this kid's fucked up. This kid is now his, this woman. Can I just say Jackson Gemma have ruined a lot of lives. Sure. You <laughs> a lot of lives. They're ruining lives. Can. They're ruining lives that haven't even really begun yet. No, and it's made for some incredibly compelling television. Yeah. yeah. Man, bad family, bad family, bad seeds, as they used to say. Bad seeds, bad family, bad seeds. Those goddamn tellers. (laughs) What's Gemma's maiden name? Gemma Telemaro. Gemma, is it Mara? No, that's Clay's name. Sorry, no. That's Telemaro. Do we ever know Gemma's maiden name? Before she married John Teller? No. No, I don't remember. Well, it would be... The old man's name, our favorite actor, who you there would see. Hal Holbrook. Yeah, but we didn't. Ne- we never knew his I character's know name. His last name, or if we did, I forgot. Yeah, it's curious. I'm, if anybody knows Gemma's maiden name, I'm curious. Let us know. Curious. Yeah, let us know. Me too. Okay. Um, Wendy says to her, "Why are you going to the cabin? Jax wants me there. He won't hurt you. Juice must have told him." I mean, it's all Wendy and Gemma and Abel's hurt and he's fucking taken off. And all of a sudden DL walks in perfect timing and says, tell Nero, and she says, tell Nero to come to the cabin. Right. Yep. yep. So, so then Nero and Alvarez have a chat. Right. And I, they're at, and they're at the old deal set, you know, it's all. Yeah, he makes movie. him the offer and he's doing that without asking Jax. Oh my God. I just wrote down. He gives up 300 grand before taking a piss. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, sure. sure mano i got you you're out in 2022 that would have to be a lot more money but yes at that time 300 grand made sense yeah um 
great always seeing them two together. So now the crews would answer. Tig's on the phone. Give them a heads up. up. Yeah, heads up about Gemma. And Bobby says, I'll take the tank. Love that they fucking use that line, by the way. Um, It's just such a great idea. And I think, by the way, a boon who doesn't give a fuck is a much better boon. Because he didn't give a fuck. That's good anyway, but when he doesn't give a fuck, stay out of his way. Stay out of his way when he doesn't give a fuck. Do not be the ball in pins because he will fucking run you down. He'll run you down. I'll take the tank. He's, he's, He's an incredible actor artist to begin with when he doesn't give a fuck now you're oh, in a whole nother realm it's awesome it's an awesome yeah. place to be yeah I don't it is away from anything. um i love being in a place where you don't give a fuck uh like meaning that because you're just not thinking about anything it's like ron said to me i said ron why are you so angry all the time he goes who am i without my anger <laughs> <laughs> did he say that to yeah you? he goes what am i gonna do if i don't have my anger who what am i, am I gonna do what am I going to do if I don't have my anger and resentment? Oh, God, we love him for that. I, know, I, can't, I can't be that way, but I fucking love no, him. No, I can't at all. That would eat me on the inside. But, you know, some people that defines who they are. It's amazing. Um, okay. okay. So can I just read this paragraph? Because we're, we're here right now. Sure. So Tig's on the phone. Answer shows up. He talks to the guys. Tells that Gemma is scared shitless. The boys are confused. And then I wrote down, do you realize because of all the lies and the secrets, everyone reacts differently in some situations. It makes for super compelling television from everybody, but everyone's screaming at the telly. Like, like what keeps happening? Um, I don't know, man. With all the lies and all the shit that's going down and who's truth and who's telling not the truth. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy TV. Well, the fact that you're making choices to mess with Unser. Well, I don't know if you guys notice this, but I I try to trip him early. Yeah. And then I touch his fucking head. While you're on the phone. While I'm on the phone. But that's the show. If you had to, if to me, if you want to know what Sons of Anarchy is in in a scene that's nonverbal, basically, show them that scene. Just show them you two. How about this? If anybody has just that scene, because. Isn't that funny? There's madness going on. Madness. Full tension. All the world's falling apart. And here's this appearance biker who looks like, you know, is a dangerous fellow, you know, with his on the phone and answer this old guy who's kind of coming to help out. He's ex law enforcement. But we still, you made the choice because it's surely not written. No, God, no. At God, no. To, to keep that humor in now. You and I have talked about this a million times, and if fucking I want to jump through the roof, is a lesser actor would do nothing, just on the phone, he walks by. But you decide to do that shit with him, and it makes the scene. That's what makes the scene. And you can't have that unless there's a couple of things that have to happen for that to happen. That's a double thing. But everyone has to be super comfortable with each other. Correct. You have to understand that these people have known each other forever. Correct. There has to be a trust. There has to be, you have to be, you have to have no fear to explore. Once you start taking all these things away as an artist and everybody's just following inside the parameters, Mm. you don't get the little magical things. You don't get what we talked about before with Juice, where it's like, was he going to get killed or is he going to? You only get that from exploration. And I think that what I've been seeing so much in the little TV and movies that I watch 
is it's fucking paint by numbers. There is no extra stuff. And what was really great is we, we watched this movie last night, Amazing. which took me back to the old time. We watched this movie with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum called Lost City. It's a comedy. Brad yeah. Pitt's in it as well. And you can tell that because of whatever, maybe it's because of who they are. Maybe it's because of what it is that they were just having fun. And then I had fun because they're having fun. Amazing. So I think that it's so important because a lot of the stuff I watch now, especially with younger folks, I'm like, they're not even like, they're just saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you even know this person. Cool. You're cool. Seeing- pick up. Cool. Pick up Rossi. And that's great. For sure. it's my favorite that's thing. For you. It's my favorite thing. Okay. So uh, she realizes it's not a setup. She gets to the cabin. They introduce the thing. She realizes it's not a setup. Um, they show her the woman. That poor woman had to cry all the time. Um, okay. So they show her that. Now the boys go back and link up with the Mayans. So I said here, cut to our big bike ride. Yeah. It's a good day for riding. And I know that they don't, I've talked about this already, but I guess the Mayans, the show, the Mayans, they don't do a lot of riding on that show. Jesus. We the told them. Which is really weird. But I will say that when Emilio gets on a bike, <laughs> we talked about Booney getting out of his way. Yeah. When Emilio gets on a bike, get out of his way. Yeah. Those cowboy Trouble, trouble's boots, coming. When those cowboy boots are pointed to the side, that's how he rides. Yeah. He's so comfortable. He can ride it with his eyes closed. He knows how to turn. He knows uh, just stay out of his way. He's a full-on fucking gangster, man. Yeah. And and yeah. to see him zip along and join us in the cowboy boots. Oh, those fucking cowboy boots. Fucking snake skin alligator boots with the points and the- heaven. It's fucking, it truly is. Like when you say heaven, it's like everything that's good with like on-screen stuff. Heaven. You, know, you, want, you want to create a character that's everlasting, that's evergreen. That's it. That's it. You do something like that where people go, fuck, I know that guy. Yeah. No, I know no, that no. move. I okay. can't. So Bobby's riding alone. Girl, fucking Boone. I'm so happy he got to sing. And I'm so happy he got so to be. So glad you Boone. brought that up. He got to be Bobby Elvis. He for got to a be minute. Bobby Elvis for a second. He probably said, they were like, no, you don't need it. Let's try one without singing. He said, go no. fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I'm fucking singing in this goddamn car. Yeah. And he fucking did. And it sounded amazing. Because that definitely so wasn't real. That no. Yeah. No. And he gets caught in the singing. He's singing. And then, boom, they cut him off. They come and grab him. Big crash. All down. Okay. He knows he's fucked, right, by looking out the rear view. Um, and here we are. The crew's just waiting. And now we're going to go into, we're about to get into Wendy's with the boys. He's yeah. not really sleeping. Super creepy. Kind of like children in a corn type shit. The kid opens God, his eyes. Nice shit. Good yeah. pickup. Super creepy. Um and now Katie starts a song, which I have to believe is an original song, Green Sleeves. Or oh, no, not. but it Don't sounded know. pretty good to me. Sound pretty great to me. But I also know that that means that's the beginning of a montage. Correct. Unser and Chuck, you're at TM. Juice is in his cell until this guy comes in. That was a weird scene. I don't know what was going on there. Um, I remember that. So scene. beautifully played, though. Didn't know what was going to happen. Are they going to go down now? Are we going to chunk it out? Yeah. He goes, settle down. Settle down, buddy. Yeah. We got something coming up. Don't you worry about it. 
Yeah, that was cool. I, again, I don't, re- I remember that day, not knowing that dude and like not, and again, again, and I hate to say this, but we're at a point in this show where nobody's telling me anything. Right. I didn't know if I was going to die, like literally the beginning of the next episode. I didn't know anything. Right. right. So I was just yeah. waiting. Yeah. Um, Like you guys, it would be a shock if somebody was like, Hey, Tig, by the way, you're dying next episode. But even though it's season seven for me, I was like, I felt like I was, um, I felt like I was starving and they had the refrigerator open. Like, they're like, do you want to eat? And I'm like, I'm starving. And they're like, well, you can look at the food. And I'm like, just tell me something. When am I eating? No. Cause I knew I was dying. I just didn't know when they wouldn't right. tell me. So did anyway, Bobby. Didn't know when. Crazy. So did okay. Gemma. Didn't know when. Nero yeah, arrives at the cabin. Um, he, he gives Gemma a big hug. He says he's there for her. Mayans and the crew realizing there might be a problem. And here's Moses, the new guy who we just, you know, we're meeting now, which will play a factor, I remember. And I only remember because of a fav- famous picture of him. Um, brings a box, and in it is the iPad. And uh, Bobby had to film some stuff off. Uh, Boone had to film some stuff off screen of him getting his fucking eye ripped out. And uh, there's the, and here's what I wrote. This is what I wrote. Look at the last line I wrote there. You see what that last line says? Worst president president ever. ever. (laughs) You know, from the worst president ever, I'm I'm just going to say one thing. I'm sure you'll agree with this, though. This show was never better than at times at night with all of us together. Like with me and Chibs and Charlie. And the storyline with you and Bobby not being really there, still with our cuts on, Emilio's there. Th- those, those nights, knowing the show was coming to an end with not a lot of dialogue, Tommy's starting to break down on that fucking bench. I had to hold him from falling off. Yeah. Charlie's walking off. He's just destroyed another fucking human being. Yeah. Not intentionally, but through his actions. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, and the look of our leather, the look of our cuts. At night. The look at nighttime and the way Paul Maybaum lit it. I'm telling you, there's no better thing for SOA than that shit because it's iconic and it stays with you forever. And you don't even, and, and the last I'll say about that is now in hindsight, and you know, I yeah. always say hindsight's a million, a million. I don't think you realize how iconic it was no. when you were in it, right? right. So there Not are at times, all. Yeah, there are times I would pull up because like, let's say I wasn't in the scene or I was working later and they'd always bring you in early and I'd walk up. So you always want to say hello to everybody first. And I'd like get off my bike and I'd see 20 Mayans, you know, 10 sons guys and everybody be together, just, you know, smoking cigarettes, sitting in this park and you go, fuck, look how cool these motherfuckers are. Right. Like you just know it. And, and you don't, so cool. I can't imagine seeing that now because there's nothing that I would see that, you know, TV wise or something. It would be almost like being in New Jersey and seeing like the Sopranos guys hanging out. Like they always go out to dinner or, you know, being in New Mexico and seeing the Breaking Bad guys or, you know, seeing people from the Game of Thrones set. I would assume one of these iconic shows. But there we were in the middle of L.A. just all out. And uh, man. It really is. It's it's truly iconic. And uh, I'm definitely getting to that point now in the show and in the Reaper reviews where I'm like, 
man, this was something special, especially 100%. with the emotions we were all feeling at this moment. So, all right. I love you. I'm glad your teeth are uh, not there yet, but they're, uh, you know. Pain's gone. Swelling's gone. gone. I'm back with you, little brother. Such a fucking great review. Um, let's go make some people happy on the, on the go do some greetings. Do some greetings. God, I love you, buddy. I'll see you you too. Later, bud. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory pod, hashtag theory pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, Incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.